Hey everyone, Joe Roderick here from ClaybesOnline.com and today we have a special one-on-one interview for you with Mike Claiborne and former St. Louis Cardinal and 2011 World Series champion, John Jay. Claves and John Jay sit down and talk about, well, what everything that John Jay is up to these days as he's a member of the Los Angeles Angels organization, but next month is planning to go over to Japan to play in the 2020 Summer Olympics. They talk about that. They'll talk about coming up through the Cardinal system and playing on that World Series champion along with everything that he learned from the veterans like Yachty, Chris Carpenter, Albert Pujols, and many more that he played with during his career. We have all that coming up for you today right after a word from our sponsors at Ameren, Illinois. An important part of being safe in the event of severe weather is being prepared. At Ameren, Illinois, we're prepared too. Prepared to restore power quickly and safely and to inform you of local outages and updates on restoration times with text alerts sent right to your phone. Sign up for outage notifications today. And check one more thing off your list at AmerinIllinois.com alerts. We are visiting with John Jay, formerly of the St. Louis Cardinals, major leaguer, and we got a lot of things to talk about today. So I'm going to start off with just getting into you've done a lot of things in your career. Uh, you've done a lot of had a lot of fun with the Cardinals for sure. And let's go back to your days and when you started your career in St. Louis. You saw a lot of things on the field, off the field, including being a world champion. What are some of the great moments that you remember playing in St. Louis? Oh man! Uh, well, first of all, it's nice to see you and be on here. And uh, man, this is—it's going to be a long one with this one. But you know, <laughs> that's all right. Honestly, for me, a lot happened to me when when I was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, coming from Miami, we don't have a rich history of, of baseball really. And uh, you know, growing up, I was a big fan of the Braves, and I didn't really know the history of the game until I came to the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, that starts in spring training, where the late Bob Gibson, the late Lou Brock. And, you know, we had the Red Shaney's. We had guys around that, you know, when I first saw them, I looked at them and I said, who are these guys? And I had to go on the Internet, check them out. And then, you know, finding out who they were and all that. And then just, you know, establishing relationships with these guys and, and picking their brain and always talking to them. So, you know, I really learned the history of the game and, you know, what St. Louis Cardinals baseball was really all about. You know, so for me, it was, it was really a learn on the fly and, and really get to uh, it was where I started my history lesson on baseball, really. And, you know, for you, you were part of the tradition as well about how the clubhouse was set up and what leadership was about. You were there for a long time. And then having being a world champion certainly gave you the cred that I think everyone seeks when they get in this game of baseball. You had all of that working for you. And with that said, you had a chance to play for some other teams in the majors. What were those experiences like and what was it like for you to take your experience in St. Louis to those other teams? Yeah, well, first, it started from in the minor leagues. You know, we had an unbelievable farm system here. You know, it was no nonsense. It was all about winning. You know, everything that was preached was about winning. And uh, I saw that firsthand where I was part of some championship teams in the minor leagues, came up with a great group of guys like Alan Craig and Dan Descalzo and David Freeze, to, to name some of the guys. But everything was about winning. And, and that's what, where it really started for me when I got drafted in 2006. And everything was about winning and learning the game and playing the game the right way. And that trickled up to when I got called up to the big leagues and, you know, being in a system with Tony La Russa and Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina, Chris Carpenter, and, you know, the, the guys who keep going on and on, Matt Holliday, Adam Wainwright, a bunch of veteran guys that, that really go about their game the right way. And, and these are guys that, uh, you know, have represented not only St. Louis, but other organizations as well. But, 
you know, I, I learned from from the best of the best is like what I like to tell everybody, you know, and, and I go to I got to go to different organizations and kind of, you know, sprinkle what I learned here, sprinkle that into other organizations as well. You know, you, you've had um, you had pro ball in your life since since you've been an adult. But what's it like? You've been a world champion on the field, but now you're going into a different direction. Well, similar direction, because now you're going to deal with the Olympics. What's that like to be a participant in the Olympics? Uh, it's, it's amazing. So, so for me, you know, I had opportunity to stay in the big leagues this year, but I, I chose to go the route of going down the AAA and earning a spot on the USA team. Uh, I wanted to show them that uh, I wanted to be a part of the team. That's, that was kind of my goal. So to get that experience, uh, you know, the great mix of, of veteran players like Edwin Jackson and, and Mark Zuchensky that won a World Series with us here in St. Louis, to young guys like Jaron Duran and Tristan Casas in the, in the Red Sox organization, and another St. Louis guy, Matt Libertor, you know, a guy that's right there in the cusp. So to get, get to spend time with all these different guys and, you know, from different age groups and or whatnot was a lot of fun for me. You know, Tristan Casas is... Yeah, he's 21 years old, and you know he's telling me how he saw me play at UM when he was, you know, <laughs> I think he was like six years old or something. He's old. telling you how old you really are is what he's saying. Yeah, but yeah, but it's all good, you know. It's all here in the mind. It's all here in the mind. So you know, for me, it was just an unbelievable experience and to be able to represent our country um, in the sport of baseball and, and to qualify for the Olympics. Um, it's something that was a dream of mine since I, I found out I had the opportunity to maybe be part of this team. Now, you haven't been out of the game. You just mentioned you had a chance to play this year. But how much has changed since you started in 2010? And what's the biggest change you've seen in the game of baseball? Yeah, so first of all, you know, my plan is after the Olympics to to go back and, and you know, hopefully be in the big league somewhere. So, uh, you know, if it's not with the Angels, which is, uh, you know, a team that I have a lot of respect for right now, and, you know, they've allowed me to do so much, uh, then it's it'll be elsewhere hoping to, you know, try to win a championship. But, you know, a lot's changed from the game. Um, you know, the way guys are evaluated, uh, just, uh, you know, clubhouses, just, everything's just changed, you know, but mm-hmm. it's the way the way life goes, you know, you adapt and you change and you, and you go to flow. And I think I've done a pretty good job of doing that and, you know, continue to my career and, you know, just being more of that mentor for the younger guys now and, and really not trying to change who I am, really. That's been the biggest thing with me is uh, not change who I am. You know, you touched on something earlier about tradition and being with the Cardinals and being around all those famous people. But as you look back on your career, who's had the most impact on your career as a player, as a coach and as a manager? Ooh, man, there's a lot. You know, as a manager, I'm going to have to go with, with Tony Russo. I mean, it was unbelievable getting to play with him, you know, just preparation and, uh, you know, tenacity and, and, and really trying to win the day every single day. I mean, he was one of the managers that, that had, you know, great influence in my career, as well as uh, Tori Lovello, that's now with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I really enjoyed my time with him. And then, of course, Joe Madden, who I got to spend time with with the, with the Cubs. And then also uh, this year with the Angels. Um, you know, just unbelievable people that have really had my back. And and I've had really just enjoyed having baseball conversations with them. You know, Joe, for example, this year when I was up, I'd, I'd be standing next to him in the dugout and, you know, asking him about every move he's going to make and why I would make this move and why he's making that move and, you know, really challenging me and, and really learning a lot about, you know, managing games, which is something that I hope to aspire to do one day. So um, Tori Lovello, the same thing the last couple of years, spending time with the D-backs, getting to really pick his brain and ask him questions and, and really challenge him. And, you know, he knows where I'm coming from, where my heart is all about winning and I just want to get better and learn. So these are guys that, uh, that have really helped me out as, as a manager for sure. Daniel Descalzo, you mentioned him earlier. You know, one of the great things about the game of baseball, you not only 
develop teammates, but you develop friendships. And, and he's a guy that's been with you from day one in the Cardinal organization. Uh, you guys are joined at the hip at the right time in your careers, and that continues, and it'll probably continue well after you guys are done playing. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I always say Daniel's a guy that, that kept me sane, you know. Whenever I wanted to do something that uh, I probably shouldn't have done or <laughs> when I was frustrated, you know, uh, this game has a lot of frustration in it. Oh, yeah. He was, he was a guy to always be behind the scenes to kind of tug me to the side and be like, hey, man, just keep doing what you're doing, you know. Let's keep on doing this, this you know, what the bigger picture was. And, you know, to this day, our, our, our wives are best friends, our kids are best friends, our parents are great friends. So, you know, we have we own businesses on the side together. So, you know, we do we continue to do a lot of things and we continue to, to have that relationship. So he's definitely the, the one, you know, teammate that um, that was that I came up with that really influenced me that way. But I mean, other players that really helped me out, like I said, Chris Carpenter is a guy that, you know, I owe a lot to. And I just learned about, you know, hard work, what, what the team was all about. You know, Yachty's another guy. You see Yachty still doing it. You know, he's still the same guy out there on the field and, and leading the team every single day. And the way he, he plays every single day, even at his age now. And, you know, I, I know he can continue to play for a long time if, if he really wants to. You know, Albert Pujols obviously setting the tone for me here in St. Louis. And then, you know, the year we got rougher for Kyle, he was, he was instrumental for me. And then a, a guy that I still talk to this day is Skip Schumacher. You know, when I came up, he's, he's really the one that – explain to me everything that was going on. You know, we'd be on the bench and Tony's making a move or something's going on and, and we'd be confused and we'd go right to skip like, hey, what's going on right now? You know, why is this guy going to the game? Or, you know, he'd come to us before the game like, hey, you know, you're going to finish the game in right field today. And Daniel, you're going to finish the game at third base. Be ready to pinch it in the sixth inning. And, and he really showed us what it was to be a pro. You know, Skip's one of those guys that, you know, he has managing in his, in his, in his future as well. So those are some of the guys. And Carlos Beltran, when he came over here. Um, what a pro. You know, what, what a, a pro. pro. I mean, yeah. I mean, on, on and off the field. I mean, mm -hmm. um, in St. Louis, uh, that 2012 season, his first year here after we won the World Series, I remember him grabbing me and saying, hey, we're going to go talk to the minor leaguers. And I said, all right, let's, let's go do this, you know. So we went and we talked to the minor leaguers, and it's something that I continue to to this day with whichever organization I've been part of. And that's something that he put in me. He said, hey, man, these guys, you know, we got to give them hope. We got to talk to them about, tell them about your story and, you know, what it takes to be in the big leagues. And, you know, off the field, you know how charitable he was in St. Louis, just always having events and just doing things off the field to help people. And, you know, I was always attacked at his hip at, at these events and really saw what what, uh, what life's all about. So he's another guy that, that helped me out tremendously. Matt Holiday, I mean, a, a wonderful example. You know, I was a youngster then, but watching him raise his kids and, and being a wonderful husband to his wife, you know, I, I was taking my notes, you know, like, all right, I want to be like, like this guy one day when it comes to my family and the way he really cares about all that stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm a culmination of uh, a lot of different people. And it's funny, you know, I've had this role now as a, as a veteran now, and I always tell the kids that I talk to, I'm like, hey, look, I'm talking, it's coming out of my mouth, but, you know, you're getting lessons, life lessons from, you know, a hundred different players that have been able to impact my career and impact my life. Hey, you know, I want to go back to a couple of things, the business ventures that you're in off the field and also your, your team off the field. How many kids do we have now in your family? Yeah, so uh, we just welcome our, our son uh, to the world uh, April 16th. So that was super exciting. Uh, Jackson, Rudy, Jay. And, you know, it's funny. All my kids are born in St. Louis. So uh, it's really, really cool. That wow. special connection. Uh, my Brook my daughters, Brooklyn and Berkeley, uh, are four and a half. They were born uh, November 30th, 2016 in St. Louis. So, um, you know, I still have strong ties to St. Louis. My wife's from St. Louis. A funny story with that is, you know, she played soccer 
at uh, at Miami. She coming through uh, St. Joe from, from you know local product here in in, uh, in St. Louis, and we met we met in college, and then you know as fate had it, I got drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals, and you know here we are today. Uh, we we reside uh, part time in St. Louis and and Miami, so depending on what's going on in the year, we're we're in between the two, and you know so St. Louis will always have a special place in my heart. Uh, on and off the field, you know, I feel like uh, I know everyone knows I, I love Miami and I love the 305, but uh, you know, I got a, a special place in my heart for the 314. So I, I rep it to the fullest as well. Hey, let's talk, John Jay. Um, you were a trendy guy, and so we'll talk a few things, fun stuff. Now, when it came to fashion, you always rocked. You had all the outfits, you had the collections working for you, including that Jordan collection, the Michael Jordan shoes. Uh, how do you still maintain, and how is your collection holding up? Uh, I'd say the collection is doing pretty well right now. Uh, it's funny, like you said, uh, I was into this stuff a long time ago, and mm -hmm. you know, the last couple of years, just the whole shoe market and just uh, everything's kind of just gone crazy. You know, I remember there was a time where on Instagram we couldn't really post much and we couldn't really show ourselves just because that's the way the game was. And you know, nowadays it's it's a lot about self branding, self building themselves up, and stuff like that. So I like to say uh, I'm an OG in that game. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, you know, I still love, I still have a passion for shoes. You know, that's really my only like big passion. You know, I, I think uh, as athletes, you know, guys spend their money on, you know, all sorts of different things. I'm not a big car guy. I'm not a big, uh, you know, getting to fancy things, but shoes has always been my passion and been my love. So, you know, my collection has really grown and uh, I've been trying to show that off a little bit more now. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of more things with some companies and stuff and just trying to, you know, display, uh, you know, I, I call my shoes my artwork. You know, it's, I, have, I have a love for them. I have a store behind every shoe. Uh, I pretty much remember every single shoe, where I got them, how I got them, where I got them from and all that. So there's a story to tell behind all these shoes. And, and of course, uh, you know, the shoe market is booming right now. So it's, it's pretty nice to be holding uh, my collection. All right. Favorite road city to travel to? Ooh. That's a tough one, but I, I gotta say Chicago. I mean, I used to love going to Chicago as a you know as a St. Louis Cardinal, and then obviously I got to play there as well. But you know, there's nothing like those day games where you know we would usually we usually win all the games, a lot of sweeps, and then uh, go go to a nice dinner, go to a nice dinner after, and you know kind of hang out and and then do it all again the next day. And like I said, I, I got to play for the Cubs as well, so that that was fun for me too. And uh, Wrigley Field has just always had a big affection on, on me. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the old Orange Bowl in Miami where. You know, just the older stadium, the, the crowd, the, the ambiance and all that. So uh, I always enjoy going to Chicago. All right. Three must-sit-down restaurants in St. Louis and give me three on the road. Oh, this, this is easy. Last night I went to Paul Manos. That's uh, that's my spot. You know, I that's I'm not a, I don't eat a lot of Italian food, even though I love it. You know, because I try, I try to keep my figure at 36, but <laughs> that's, that's definitely my spot. You know, I had to hit up the St. Louis toasted raviolis, chicken parm every time, and then uh, the mom's lasagna. Um Another spot is uh, I'm a big fan of Annie Guns. That's that's, a, that's one of my go-tos for sure. And then I'm have to go with my favorite breakfast spot in St. Louis, which is I was just there this morning, which is half and half. Okay. What about on the road? Give me three cities on the road. And one, more, one more restaurant. One more, yeah. one more restaurant. I gotta I gotta give a shout out to my boy Simon Lusky. You know, Rebel Kitchen. Uh, that's usually my go-to lunch spot. Get a nice healthy meal, and and I definitely pick up a lot of a lot of Postmates orders through there for sure. All right. What about uh, what's a, what's a go-to item in your closet right now? go-to item in my closet. I mean, it's got to be shoes. It's always shoes. You know? okay. uh, there's a big craze on, on Nike Dunks now. I've been collecting Dunks forever. You know, I skated my whole life, uh, skateboarding. So I was always into Dunks before they became real popular. But I've definitely been bringing out some of my Dunk collection just because uh, I guess that's a trendy thing right now. All right. What about for you, the one fashion item that was not a good look on you 
And what's the one fashion item that you're waiting to come to make a comeback for? Um, I want to say everything's looked good on me, but, but I don't know. But <laughs> no, it's, it's it's funny looking back at pictures where you know where we used to wear a little bit of the baggier clothes. You know, you look back now and you know some of that extra extra large stuff kind of it's it's uh it was it was trendy then, but I look back now and you know nah. slimmer fits and it's a uh, it's, it's a different era now for sure. All right, wine, cigar, or bourbon? Uh, I'd have to say wine, wine and a cigar. You know, um, I'm Cuban, um, so that's kind of uh, in our blood. But um, you know, every once in a while, I do enjoy smoking a nice cigar. And the same thing with wine. You know, my wife and I go to dinner. You know, I, I enjoy a nice uh, glass of red cab for sure. All right. So, uh, what's the fav- your favorite toy that you purchased in your career, other than shoes? Oh man, my favorite toy I've ever purchased. Uh, gotta say, uh, my jet ski. You know, my jet ski is my, my baby. That's uh, that's my, my go-to toy. Uh, you know, I just feel free when I'm on there, and uh, I have a lot of fun with it. But I'd have to say a jet ski or, or a skateboard. You know, a skateboard is something that my whole career has kind of, like, uh, just let me unwind. You know, after games, I would, I would definitely just go for a little skateboard ride and kind of clear my head. So I, I'm not to say that the skateboard, you know, easy possession, not, not that expensive, and it's something that really gave me a lot of sanity. So would uh, surfboarding be part of your skateboard repertoire at some point? Because you got to have balance for both. Yeah, I got I got the surfboard. But, uh, you know, Miami, it's funny. We do get waves in Miami, which people don't really know that. So uh, literally in the off season, my, my schedule's based on what the weather is. So I'll check the weather every single day and see what's going on. And, and if there's waves, that's definitely my uh, my go-to day. Get a good, good hour paddle swimming. All right. So what's the one thing your wife depends on you to cook because she, you're better at it than she is? Oh, I, nothing. I mean, she's better than me at everything. But <laughs> Even you know, boiling help, water. Yeah, I, I try to help out as much as I can. I, I try to usually cook breakfast every single day. That's usually my, my go-to. In the off-seasons, I'm usually up super early. I'm up at like 4, try to get my workouts done by 7.30. That way I'm home with the kids. I can get them up for school, make breakfast. That's kind of our, our tradition. And then get them off to school and then, uh, you know, see what's up with the wife, see if we're going to hang out or not. But when she has to do that target run, that Whole Foods run, then, you know, I, I say, hey, I'll see you. I'll see you around one o'clock after the girls are, are done from school. So but you you're not really dangerous in the kitchen is what you're saying. I mean, according to some people, I am. I used to have reputations of uh, maybe if I opened the restaurant up, it would be called Crispy's because everything <laughs> I do is kind of, kind of burnt. It was fried. <laughs> yeah. Funny okay. story with that, I'll never forget one time uh, Daniel and I, uh, Daniel lived in, uh, in the apartment on top of us. It was a like a quad and me and Tony Cruz are actually, we were, we were cooking some, some food in the barbecue. And next thing you know, it was up in flames and, and Daniel called down like, Hey, <laughs> like we see a lot of smoke coming up here. And we went to chill check and the burgers had caught fire with the grease. And uh, it was definitely an extra crispy meal, but we, we definitely ate it. That night. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, other than Descalzo, who's the one guy when you walked in the clubhouse, you knew was going to make you laugh. Oh, make me laugh. Um, I think Alan Craig, just because uh, I was going to bother him and just get him going, and, 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 and he wasn't going to like it, so I, it would make me laugh. But, uh, you know, we had that relationship where I was always getting on him, and, you know, he'd get on me too. But I was definitely the, the – I think when I walked into the clubhouse, he would look at me and be like, oh, man, Chase. Here it comes. Here it comes. Exactly. All right, other than meeting your wife and winning, what's the best thing that you can come to appreciate about being in St. Louis? Uh, just the people, you know, the genuine love of the people. Uh, that's something I think, um, you know, as a, as a father now, you know, raising kids, you try to raise your kids to be the best people they can. And 
I really appreciate just the people here and, you know, the fans, you know, Bush Stadium packed every single night, appreciation of the game. You know, you make a diving play and, and everyone's standing up and clapping and, and ovation. And, and that's the one thing you hear around from players around the league. You know, they really appreciate how the people, how they get treated here. You know, most places you go to, it's going to be hostile. They're going to be yelling some nasty things at you. But St. Louis is always a spot where, you know, the people are genuine and, and they care. And I really appreciate that. You touched on something earlier about, um, as your career winds down, managing. Uh, you want to stay involved in the game? Because I, I talk to a lot of guys who, when they get out of the game, they want to get back, and then they realize, wow, this is much harder and much more challenging than being a player, whether it comes from the hours and dealing with people. Uh, obviously, guys love to implement strategy, but there's a lot of other things that come with it, and I'm sure you've seen it, the behind-the-scenes challenge that comes with it. So what's next for John Jay? Uh, man, a lot of stuff next for John Jay. So uh, we'll see. The first thing, uh, you know, first and foremost, it's going to depend on my family, you know, sitting down with my wife and seeing what's what's best for us. You know, uh, you know, I've missed a lot of time with the kids and she's held on the floor for so long. So whatever next move comes is, is going to be best for the family. But the first thing I'm going to do when I end up playing is I'm going back to school. You know, I got 30 credits left at the University of Miami to pursue my business management and marketing degree. So that's going to be the first thing that I do. Um, but I have thought about managing and just different things, you know, becoming an agent or working for the union or broadcasting. So, you know, I'm always working on my next move. But um, I, I do understand, um, you know, what it takes to be a manager as far as, you know, the preparation and just seeing the days in the day on. And like what I like to say is, you know, in my role as a player, I'm kind of trying to manage the team on the side. You know, I'm making sure everyone's happy, making sure everyone's doing what they need to do. And, um, you know, nowadays there is so much information out there. But um, I feel that it just makes it, you know, uh, they're, they're doing the homework for you, you know, with the analytics departments and stuff like that. So um, it's something I thought about. And it, it had to be the, great, the, the right situation with whatever I do um, as far as baseball stuff is concerned, for sure. Best advice you can give someone and the best advice you were given as a player? The best advice I can give someone, just move in silence, you know, just do what you got to do every day. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing, uh, you know. Do everything by example, you know, work hard and, uh, you know, others are going to appreciate that and see that and, you know, just continue to do that. And I think the, uh, the best advice I received is, is kind of that same thing, you know, just hard work pays off. Uh, and I think that's something that uh, I learned, you know, starting in high school where I made the freshman team as a freshman. I didn't make JV or varsity and, you know, I had a choice whether, you know, to get better, to look at myself in the mirror and realize what I need to do. Or, you know, a lot of kids I knew transferred out of schools and just started that whole, you know, merry-go-round. And I, I decided to stick to my high school, which I have a lot of love for. Columbus High School down in Miami is the best thing I ever did. And, you know, I started working out in the mornings. I started running extra sprints. I started getting with a trainer. And, you know, all this stuff, I used to work out at 6 in the morning starting up my freshman year. And, you know, I used to have to wake my mom up to, to take to, to do this, you know, not like nowadays where, like, you know, kids are getting waking up. But, hey, you got to go do this. You got to do that. Like everything I've ever done. You know, I did it because I wanted to do it. And I think I learned that from my grandfather. My grandfather was a hardworking man. He got up at five in the morning every single day. And so he led by example for me. So whenever he told me something, you know, I saw it right in front of me. So I think those are, you know, that's what influenced me for sure. All right. A couple more questions going back to the Olympics. What's next for you with regard to that? The, the team is qualified for the Olympics to go to Tokyo. So what's next for you and, and how does that whole thing come together? Yeah, so um, like I said, I have a great relationship with the Angels. Uh, Perry Maniason, the, the the GM there, he's he's been unbelievable with me the whole year. You know, from the time they cut me into training to getting called back up to getting set back down, just the whole year. So um, they've been great. Uh, so I'm hanging out with the family right now in St. Louis, working out, uh, staying in shape for for the next week or so. 
And then I'm going to head over to AAA. So I'll be in AAA for, for three weeks to get at bats and just to stay sharp. And then I'll head to Cary, North Carolina, um, July 15th. Uh, well, before that, I'm going to head back to St. Louis to see the family for a couple of days. And then I'll be heading to, the, to Cary, North Carolina to you know, start getting ready for this quest for, for gold medal. That would be something, man, being part of a great program in college, being part of a world champion with the Cardinals and then having that Olympic gold medal. You're going to have to have a new trophy room here pretty soon. Oh man, it's great, and it's and it's surreal too. Just uh, you know, obviously this year's the ten year anniversary with the, with the, yeah with our championship, and you know just the opportunity to go to the Olympics and you know reminiscing so much behind the scenes about the, the ten year anniversary. You know, myself, Craig, or and Freezer and, and Scouts, you know, we have a text message chain where you know we're texting each other every single day, sending each other old clips, and just you know getting excited about this uh, whole ten year anniversary coming up. All right, give me the last question. Give me one great Tony LaRusso story, considering that he just moved into being the second all-time winningest manager in baseball. Um, he, he was an interesting guy to play for. Give me one of your best Tony moments. I think the best Tony moment would be uh, game seven of the World Series. Um, you know, I didn't start the last game. Um, and it was the last inning. And, you know, Tony was always about putting his best defense in there at last. So, you know, he kind of tells the scouts that he's going in the game. And he didn't say anything to me, but I was standing on the corner of the dugout, just smiling at him like, hey, I'm going in this game right now, you know. And he kind of waited and waited and waited. And then he finally looked at me and he was like, hey, you're going in the game. And I was like, there you go. Gave him the, the thumbs up. And I had a big smile on my face while this was happening for sure. That's great to hear. Daniel Descalzo, man, this has been a pleasure, man. You know, you were always one of my favorite Cardinals for a lot of different reasons. And to watch you grow and watch you win as a player, grow a family. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching your next ventures, man. This has been a blast for me. And uh, I appreciate everything you've meant to me in my business, but more importantly, as a, as a Cardinal, as a great example, man. It's been great. And I can't wait to see you when, the, when you have the gold medal and also when the reunion takes place later this year. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. And like I said, uh, you know, I look forward to doing more things in the St. Louis community. I'm planning a, a charity event this offseason here and, you know, really going to get involved in all that. Like I said, my, my kids are part of this community. My family's part of this community. I'm part of this community. So I look forward to doing a lot more stuff off the field here. Well, you let me know what you have going and we'll make sure we plug it to make sure everybody knows what a good guy you are off the field and how much you want to continue to give back to this community. I think I appreciate it. St. Louis Acura has the best inventory in the Midwest. Like the all-new 2022 Acura MDX, it earned the highest safety award from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. Get 1.9% financing for up to 60 months and $1,000 in loyalty conquest offers. Or get 0% financing on the redesigned 2021 TLX for up to 36 months and $2,500 in loyalty conquest offers. St. Louis Acura, becoming better than ever for you.